Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome, welcome, welcome everybody to another uh, episode 19. We're going to start laying out the episode numbers of our uh, podcast every week so you can get a little better track. Maybe if it's something you want to hear again, uh, it'll help you uh, track down what you're looking for. Another uh, episode of uh, An Apostolic Outlook, episode 19. This is Reverend Ted Tarr, and uh, I'm so glad you all had a chance to join me today and uh, Praise God. I uh, hope everybody had a wonderful holiday season. Uh, Happy New Year to everybody. And uh, I know I had a good time uh, uh, over Christmas at my daughter's and uh, New Year's Eve. You know, we don't, uh, I don't go out and party and stuff. We just had a, a church service or the communion and whatnot. So uh, we had a good time too. And uh, praise God, here we start another year. Man, who'd ever thought? 2015. Man, oh man, isn't this amazing? <laughs> Never thought I'd live this old. But um, here we are, and uh, we're going to launch out and see if we can do something for Jesus. Uh, we thank you for joining us. Uh, we want to thank you for uh, uh, all you've uh, your input. Uh, basically, today I just got a couple questions I'm going to answer. As uh, in, and try to give some biblical answers for a couple really great deep questions from a uh, yogi and Stan, and so we're uh, uh, gonna launch out and do that. If, as you know, if anybody wants to get a hold of me, uh, look up there. Uh, my email address is rev.tedtar at gmail dot com. Up there, the spelling and all that, and the number of D's and the number of R's in my name. Uh, your Facebook address is uh, bit.ly, B-I-T dot L-Y forward slash Rev Ted Tar, and my feed burner is uh, bit.ly forward slash an apostolic outlook. Now, uh, take close attention on how the uh, title is spelled with them capital letters so you can punch it up. Also, uh, now I don't know if you guys, uh, anybody's listening to this on uh, through YouTube, the tape, but if you ever want to catch me live, uh, I'm on 2 o'clock or, yeah, right around 2 o'clock <laughs> every Sunday afternoon uh, on Twitch. It's twitch.tv forward slash geeky antics. If you ever want to catch one of our broadcasts live. And, of course, if you want to shoot me an email, we're getting, we're growing. Like I say, this is episode 19, so we're growing in our understanding. And our uh, uh, OB got some 
neat new toys for Christmas. So the uh, uh, broadcast is getting a little more um, sophisticated. And uh, if you ever want to send me an email uh, during the broadcast, I'll do my best to read it and uh, talk to you, you know. Uh, and, uh, we appreciate the input and, uh, and uh, everything we can do. All right. Praise God. Let's, uh, let's open with prayer and uh, ask God to bless the broadcast and uh, we'll kind of go from there. Okay. Lord Jesus, we thank you. We thank you. We thank you. We thank you for this new year you've given us. We thank you, oh God, for this opportunity you've given us to come into people's lives, Lord Jesus. And God, I'm asking you in the power of your name, Lord, that you bless me, Lord, that you send your anointing, oh God, let me have the right words, oh God, the right spirit and wisdom to understand, Lord Jesus, how to say and what to say, because you know the hungry soul, you know the thirsty soul, you know somebody who's longing for a closer walk with you. I'm asking you to help me and use me, O oh God, in your most holy name, Jesus. Amen, amen, amen. Hallelujah. As you know, I'm just an old-fashioned Jesus name, tongues-talking, Pentecostal preacher. I've been living for God uh, non-stop since 1974. I got the Holy Ghost in 68 and, um, been, uh, uh, when I was a kid and, uh, but I've been living for God non-stop since 1974, uh, trying to live for him and do what he wants me to do and listen to him and obey him. Praise God. So, uh, if I give you an answer, if I talk to you about the Bible, like I say, I'm not trying to cross anybody's uh, church or anything like that. Uh, uh, if it's something against what your pastor teaches, uh, hey, go through your pastor by all means. But I'm, all I'm asking you to do is look in the Bible. If the Bible says it, praise God. Because that, that's what we're going to be judged by is this word of God right here. So uh, uh, just uh, look at it with an open mind. And if, it's, if I'm wrong, hey, amen, uh, let me know. Shoot me that email and uh, let me know if you see a, a, a spot I've missed or I'm a little bit off because I've never been too big to uh, uh, adjust my attitude or adjust my thinking. And if I'm always looking for more truth and deeper walk with Jesus myself, I tell you, um, I'm 60 years old and I learn stuff new about God all the time. And uh, it's a... It's a wonderful, and this, this Word of God right here, this uh, Bible, uh, like I say, I preach out of the King James Version and uh, of the Bible because I, I don't care much for a lot of these new modern uh, revised versions because they seem to take the sweetness out of it. They're not as, uh, doesn't have the life and the, and the, and the, and the joy uh, that the uh, regular Bible does. So, uh, like I say, uh, Amen, amen. All we're trying to do here is trying to get closer to God and live for Him and grow in Him. I got a little uh, New Year's poem here for you. Uh, it's something, it's called This Time. Amen, amen. The new year is here with all its hope and cheer. A fresh start for all, forgetting the failings of last year. Renewed desire to see that dream, refusing be bound by chains of doubt. I know I can do it in Jesus' name. The devil must flee in a disorderly rout. Unlocking the chains of previous failures, proclaiming this year is not like before. I know I can do it. 
This time I will triumph. Opportunity is knocking at my door. So we launch out on that path again. This time we will do it right. We're learning by our shortcoming and our weakness. We'll tread closer to Jesus this year in his pure light. Hallelujah. Amen. You know, that's a new year is always um, reckoned as a time of new beginnings. I mean, <laughs> who does this have New Year's resolutions, you know? I mean, everything from uh, quitting a bad habit to losing 30 pounds to uh, trying to be a better person, try to be sweeter, try to be, try to, hey amen, not make your mistakes from last year. And that's a nice thing about what God has given us in this uh, turning over the calendar year. We can, if you see a short, and you don't have to wait for New Year's to, uh, if you see a mistake, I mean, if you see a mistake in your life, praise God, turn around. That's what repentance is all about. That's a, it's a repentance is, all that means is just turning around. If you see you're short in something, amen, fix it. Praise God, don't wallow in your sin and wallow in your mire and wallow in your failures. Praise God. I pray in Jesus' name. Ask God to help you, and he will help you. Right? Hallelujah. He's a loving God. He's an understanding God. He's a helping God. That's like when Paul said in Hebrews 13 and 8, that I may boldly say, the Lord is my helper. Hallelujah. Uh, 13 and 6, I think. But praise God, Jesus will help you and he will keep you and he will help you grow. All right. All right. I want to give a shout out to a brother of mine. <laughs> I, got a, I got a new tablet for, uh, for Christmas. And uh, it's a real complicated one. It's real. I've I understood a lot of the mysteries about it. It's the same one my three-year-old grandson uses every day. Uh, but I, uh, I can't quite catch a lot of the nuances in it. Uh, so I want to give a shout-out to Brother uh, Isaiah Radcliffe down there in Birmingham, Alabama area. He, uh, he sent me an <laughs> email. Brother, if you're listening, I have tried three or four times to ship you back an answer. And, man, I typed that thing out, which is, you know, laboriously one letter at a time. And uh, <laughs> I punch a button, and it's supposed to go to you, and it goes, I don't know, somewhere out in Never Never Land. So uh, here I am in words. See my mouth moving. Hey, man, I love you. Uh, good to hear from you. And keep sending them emails, and I will do my best to master that uh, that tablet. All right, all right. Praise God. Now, uh, to, in today's lesson, we got a, a couple uh, areas we're going to go in. I know last couple weeks we were talking about faith, and we were talking about uh, what faith is all about. This week we're going to have a little something different. Um, I got a couple uh, questions uh, that uh, a couple guys sent in. Uh, Yogi was one of them. And um, he uh, sent a question, and uh, well, I thought they were just such meaty, wonderful, uh, great questions and uh, just deserving of a good Bible answer. So I'm going to try to uh, just take the program for that and answer this. And any one of you, if you have a question or a comment or something, ship it to me on the email there at rev.tedtar at gmail.com. And uh, ship it to me, and I'll be glad to cover it on the broadcast. But uh, this week, we're going to talk about a couple things. Um, uh, Yogi sent this question last week. It says, what does the Bible say about 
chest beaters or, you know, chest beaters is someone uh, like ringing their own drum and, uh, you know, uh, hypocrites, uh, hypocrisy, who are full of hypocrisy and empty words. He actually had a two-part question. And this was the first part. Uh, Yogi, uh, the finest example of what God says about that is one of the biggest problems that Jesus had. Uh, we can start over here in uh, Matthew, the 23rd chapter. Matthew 23 and verse 1. Then spake Jesus to the multitude and to his disciples, saying, The scribes and the Pharisees sit in Moses' seat. All therefore whatsoever they do, you observe. That observe and do. But do not after their works, for they say and do not. They bind heavy burdens and grievous to be borne and lay them on men's shoulders, but they themselves will not move them with one of their fingers. Uh, verse 6, They love to sit in the uppermost rooms at feast and the chief seats in the synagogues and greetings in the market to be called of men, Rabbi, Rabbi. Pharisees were one of the biggest problems that Jesus had because they were a, a religious sect that it uh, kind of, this is 1,500 years after Moses received the law. And they, uh, uh, they had so, well, it says in another place, uh, uh, and you can read this whole 23rd chapter in the book of Matthew, they had so made void jesus said that they made void the law of god by their tradition i mean they knew how to dress and they they always wore these proper robes and and they always uh had put such a high and mighty uh air about them and nobody's as good as they are and 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 they were just hypocrites i mean and jesus called them in this 23rd chapter one place he said uh, look at here in verse um 14 13 Matthew 23:13 But woe unto you scribes and Pharisees hypocrites verse 14 Woe unto you scribes and Pharisees hypocrites Woe unto you scribes and Pharisees hypocrites I mean they they just they put on a big show God don't want his people it's not the show you put on it's not the outward appearance uh, that you necessarily put on, it's your inward heart. Your heart, like that old gospel song says, your heart must be clean to see Jesus. Hallelujah. Uh, and, and if your heart is clean, it'll come out because the Bible says, uh, out of the uh, man, out of the treasures of, as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. That's where it is. As a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. And I can't think of where it is right now in the Bible, but it's in it's in the Bible. Uh, Obi will get it for us in here in a second. What out of the the treasures of your heart? If if you got full of malice and envy and bitterness and self-importance and and respect of persons i mean the bible says plainly in james respect of persons is sin or thinking you're better and and, you, and somebody is lower than you that bible says that's sin and god don't want us to be that proverbs 23 and 7 proverbs 23 and 7 
Praise God. God does not want you to have respect of persons. God does not want you to have in your heart the love of God. Uh, hallelujah. Uh, uh, Paul told us in Philippians, the fourth chapter and the eighth verse. I'm sorry, Obi, this stuff is coming into my head. And, but in Philippians 4 and 8, uh, uh, Paul says, uh, Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, if there be any virtue, if there be any praise, think on these things. He told us through the Holy Ghost what things we were supposed to keep in our hearts. Hallelujah. Don't be full of self-importance and think you're somebody and something because I'm here to tell you that stuff will not get you anywhere with God. Let me give you a fine little example here, Yogi. Excuse me, guys. I've been fighting a cold last couple of weeks. My throat gets awful dry. All right, um, over here in Luke, the 18th chapter. Here's a fine little example of what I'm talking about. Luke 18, going to start in verse 10. Luke 18, verse 10. Two men went up into the temple to pray, the one a Pharisee and the other a publican. Now, a publican was basically a Jewish man that worked for the Roman government, probably a, a, a tax collector, someone a, a, a flunky, someone who could be uh, had the power of, of Rome and had the authority, but was basically a, 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 a traitor to his people. Okay, and he was a and he they didn't care how much he collected. So if they said uh, you got to get um, a dollar from everybody. I'm just pulling a number out of my hat, you know. And that publican had every right, said, okay, everybody owes a dollar fifty. And he could take as much as he could get over, and then all he had to turn into the Roman government was that dollar. He could keep all the rest. All right. And they knew that these publicans were doing this. All the people knew it. And that for that reason, they resented his because he was a cheat and a liar and they couldn't touch him because he had the power and authority of the Roman government on his side so uh, the, the, he was considered a pretty low down skunk you know by most uh, 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 terms but um, two men went up in temple to pray the one a Pharisee the other a publican and the Pharisee stood and prayed thus with himself did you catch that Pray thus with himself. A lot of times people who are full of self-importance and hypocrites and people who just don't think much of anybody else, that's usually who they're praying with. When we're praying, we're supposed to be talking to God, all right? This man was praying thus with himself. God, I thank thee. Can you get a picture of this? Listen, listen to this guy. Now, I'm going to tell you what he's saying. Can you get a picture in your mind what this must have looked like? God, I thank thee that I am not as other men are, extortioners, unjust, adulterers, or even as this publican. Can you get a picture? Wasn't that a mess? Wasn't that a mess? I tell you, and I fast twice in the week. 
I give tithes of all that I possess. Shoot, man. I mean, can you imagine that? And, and the publican standing afar off. Remember, this is Jesus talking. And the publican standing afar off would not so much as lift his eyes unto heaven, but smote upon his breast, saying, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. I tell you this, man went down to his house justified rather than the other. For everyone that exalteth himself shall be abased, and he that humbleth himself shall be exalted. Yogi, you see what I'm saying? God doesn't have much use for people who put on them airs like that. Hallelujah. Um, uh, I, I think it's in Micah. Uh, where it says that what does uh, God require of of man? And he says, uh, uh, but to uh, do justly, to love mercy, and to walk humbly with God. Hallelujah. Obi will find it here for us in a second here. But he said, uh, do justly, do what's right. God don't want you to think more highly than yourself the ought to. I mean, Job said that I am a worm. When you, you <laughs> Micah 6 and 8, and I knew it was over there somewhere. Micah, that's in a book in the Old Testament. It says, what does God require of man? Micah, the 6th chapter. Thank you, Obi. You saved my skin again. Uh, the 6th chapter and the 8th verse. All right. And it says, but to do justly, to love mercy, and to walk humbly with God. Praise God. Praise God. That's how God wants us to be. Amen. Not be as somebody self-important or somebody that lifts up yourself. <laughs> you, don't, you don't count for anything in God's eyes. Hallelujah. One more little verse. I want to show you another example, uh, Yogi, uh, of what I'm talking about here. In Matthew, the sixth chapter, this is the great chapter. You know, Matthew 5, 6, and 7 are the great uh, Sermon on the Mount where Jesus is talking to his disciples, and he covered a lot. If you want to know what Jesus is all about, read that sermon. And in the sixth chapter of Matthew, uh, Jesus is talking. It says, Take heed that ye do not your alms or give offerings, you know, before men to be seen of them. Otherwise, ye have no reward of your Father which is in heaven. But when thou doest thine alms, or, you know, give, uh, do not sound a trumpet before thee, as the hypocrites drew in the synagogues and the streets. That's one of the things the Pharisees would do. Uh, that they may be seen of men. Verily I say unto you, they have their reward. And it covers uh, offerings. It covers uh, uh, praying. And it covers uh, just a general outlook, hallelujah, on how it would be. This is not, we don't do this to be seen of men. Praise God. If you do it, yeah, they say, oh, what a noble, what a what a, a, a holy man, what a, a mighty person is he is. You have your reward, and that's just about it. But if you do it in, in secret, and you do it in closet, or a, a quiet place, out of the way, or you do it, praise God, so nobody knows what you're doing, then your reward comes from heaven. Then God will give you your reward. It's verified over here in verse 6. 
And thou, when thou prayest, enter into thy closet, thy secret place. When thou hast shut thy door, pray to thy Father which is in secret, and thy Father which seeth in secret shall reward thee openly. Praise God, praise God, praise God. I can say, it's not about those who lift themselves up and think they're something, but a man who's got a sincere, a pure heart between you and God. Hallelujah. God just quickened my mind here just a second. I'm sorry, Obi. This stuff just clicks in my head. But uh, I think it's in James, uh, the first chapter. And it, uh, y'all give me a second here. Yep, at James 1.27. You want to know what pure religion is all about? James, the first chapter and the 27th verse. Pure religion and undefiled before God and the Father is this, to visit the fatherless and widows in their infliction and to keep himself unspotted from the world. You want to be right with God? Stay holy. Praise God. Praise God. You want to live and be something God wants you to be? Amen. Because the only thing that will separate you from God is sin. And God did all the hard stuff. He fixed it so we could be free from our endemic sin. We could be free from this old sinful nature. When we get to go down in that water in Jesus' name, that's why I push baptism. Baptism is important. Baptism is essential. And baptism, if you're going to get baptized, you got to do it in Jesus' name because that will put away your Adamic sin because that's the name of the one who died for you the name of the one who purchased your salvation and gave you an opportunity to live and be free and pure before God and then God didn't just say okay I'll put away their sins and then you go on and live the best life you can no God won't leave you and and abandon you and leave you to your own devices Praise God. But he promised us the gift. He said when we were in Acts the second chapter and the 38th verse, he said if we would repent and be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission or the blotting out, putting away of our sins, we would receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. And that Holy Ghost, if you look in Acts 1 and 8, is the power of God. Hallelujah in your life the power of God to have the victory, praise God, to do anything that you need to do. Because in 1 Corinthians 15, 57, it says, But thanks be to God that giveth us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. We have the victory in Jesus to do anything. Now you realize that's almost like a blank check there. It didn't say, the victory over self. It didn't say the victory over a bad habit you might have. It didn't say the victory over your enemies. It didn't say the victory over uh, your own lust. It said the victory, period. So in other words, it's a blank slate. It's a blank check, for lack of other words. Praise God. God has given us that blank check that through Jesus, we have the Victory. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Okay, Yogi, I hope that helped you in that question a little bit. Now, you had one more little uh, side question here. 
Uh, Timothy and Corinthians is to the new church, right? Absolutely, absolutely. It's far more than that. Uh, if you read anything from Romans on through the rest of the New Testament, you're reading my mail. Praise God. A lot of people take uh, Romans and, and take salvation out of it. Uh, uh, salvation is not in the book of Romans. Salvation is in the book of Acts. Praise God where the plan of salvation is given. Romans, Galatians, Corinthians, Ephesians, Philippians, Colossians, Timothy, Titus, Thessalonians, Jude, John, Peter, Revelation is letters written to the church baptized in Jesus' name, Holy Ghost-filled saints that Paul and John and James and all them other writers wrote to to encourage and to help them know what God was all about. Uh, you want to read about the life of Jesus, what he taught, how he acted, because if you, if you want to know what God thinks and how God we act in certain situations, look at Jesus because he was God manifest in the flesh. You read Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. That was the Gospels or the life of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Matter of fact, John 20 and 31 says, and, and these things were written that you might believe the last part of the uh, book of uh, John uh, these things were written that you might believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of the living God, and that believing you might have life through his name. Praise God. That was what these Gospels were written for, that we would know about Jesus. Acts was, in other words, the acts of the apostles and the disciples of Jesus. Hallelujah. How they went forth and spread this Gospel. Peter, John, Bar Barnabas, the Apostle Paul, how they went and d took this gospel to the known world. Hallelujah. And laid out the plan of salvation for all of us, believing on the Lord Jesus Christ. When you believe on Jesus, you repent of your sins. When you repent of your sins, you get baptized in Jesus' name, which puts away your past. Hallelujah. You rise to walk in the newness of life. Praise God. When you receive the Holy Ghost, which is the Spirit of the Almighty God, which is the Spirit of Jesus, the same Spirit that dwelled in Christ Jesus will dwell and live in you, according to Romans, the 8th chapter and the ninth verse. Hallelujah. And it will guide you. It will help you. It will walk with you and talk with you. And then the epistles, everything after Acts, was written to the church. Praise God. And it helps us grow in Him. It helps us know what to do. It covers so many situations from some of them bad situations in 1 Corinthians uh, to uh, ties to uh, uh, the, the, the necessary of a fellowship one with another, the necessary uh, of, of loving one another. Uh, it covers it's every situation. Praise God. Praise God. So yes, Yogi, uh, Timothy and Corinthians are written to the New Testament church, but so is everything else. Passed from Romans on, amen, is written to us. And if you want to have the right to read my mail, praise God, we got to have the same mama and daddy. God will be my, are your father, the same he is, he is mine. I take on his name in baptism. You take on his name in baptism. He will be your father. 
Praise God. The church will be your mother because that is the mother of us all. We'll have the same mom and dad. We'll be part of the family of God. Amen. Then you can read my mail. Amen. Praise God. It's to you and it's for you, but it's up to you. All right. Okay, now we're gonna, uh, we have another great and wonderful question. Praise God, Stan called in and gave us this question uh, about, can we live in the spirit when we choose to surround ourselves with pornography, violence, sexuality, lies, and the false wisdom of the world? Can choosing to live in these dark places be said to be living for God? Okay, first I'm going to give you a short answer, then I'm going to fill out the rest of the answer. And, oh, no. Okay, because if you're going to live, if you're going to do that stuff, praise God, you separate yourself from God. Now, I'm going to give you, I'm going to give you some Bible here. I'm going to give you some uh, scripture here. Okay, Stan? Now, first, I want to point out one little uh, key part of that question. And this is, this is the, the key of the whole thing. It says, when we choose okay when we choose now that is the nice thing about living for jesus hallelujah uh it is he gives us the choice again and the bible said uh man is is, is born in sin and shaped in iniquity uh in in uh, psalms uh, the 51st chapter uh I uh, I wrote it down here somewhere, but I can't find it right now. It's Psalms 51. We're born in sin and shaped with iniquity. In uh, in Romans the third chapter, uh, it's Romans 3:23. That all have sinned and come short uh, of the glory of God. Uh, and it is it's it's a matter of when you uh, before you're born again was what Jesus told us we have to be. You have no choice. Adam sold us into uh, uh, sin because in uh, Romans the the fifth chapter, Romans five, verse nineteen. Romans five, and actually I got two places here. Romans five and twelve. Wherefore, as by one man sin entered into the world, and death by sin, this is Romans 5 and 12, and so death passed upon all men, for that all have sinned. Now, look at verse 19. This is the wonderful thing that Jesus did for us. For as by one man's disobedience many were made sinners, so by the obedience of one shall many be made righteous. Hallelujah. We were born in sin. We were shaped in iniquity. But that was the reason that Jesus came, that his obedience under the death, that was that the old cross called Calvary. The Bible said that in, in, in uh, 2 Corinthians 5.21, Christ was made to be sin for us that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. I'm sorry, Obi. I'm, a lot of this stuff's coming to me, and I don't have it wrote down. But 
it's a uh, it's 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 so wonderful it's so beautiful that the price that Jesus paid for us and gave us the opportunity to be free from that sinful nature to no longer be subject to that uh curse of the sin and death that's why Jesus told us in John the 3rd chapter and in the 3rd verse when this uh Pharisee by the name of Nicodemus he was you know, he was a Pharisee. All of them weren't totally corrupt. All of them weren't totally uh, wrapped up in their own hypocritical self. Here was, here was one that was actually honest with God and honest with himself. But you might look in the third verse, in, in, uh, starting in the first verse of this third chapter of the book of St. John. There, came, there was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. The same came to Jesus by night. Now, here's a little point here. We don't know why he came to Jesus by night. We don't know if Jesus was so busy and all them crowds were all around him all the time and he couldn't get to him. I personally think he was trying to do a little bit on the sly because uh, the... Jesus, them hypocrites, uh, hypocrites, the Pharisees did not care for Jesus because he outed them, you know, for lack of a better word. He showed them for what they was. But here was an honest man, and, and he came to Jesus by night. Maybe he's trying to sneak in and get a little one-on-one -on -one time with Jesus without the accusing glares of his fellow Pharisees. Uh, Rabbi, we know that thou art a teacher come from God, for no man can do these miracles that thou doest except God be with him. So he was being a little straight up with Jesus. He was being a little straight up. Jesus, don't play no games, guys. He wasn't here to banner him. And he could have, if you wanted to do the, you know, politically correct thing, he'd have said, yeah, Nicodemus, and I can see you're sincere, man. And God loves you. And, and uh, you're trying to do right. And I appreciate that. No. That's not. That's the wonderful thing about Jesus. He don't play politics. Amen. He knew what Nicodemus needed. He knew what this man needed to hear. In verse 3, Jesus answered and said unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, Except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. It's not about religion. It's about a relationship with with Jesus. It's about a personal one-on-one -on -one communion between you and God. If you want to be right with God, amen. Praise God. Have a one-on-one -on -one relationship with him. And in verse 4, Nicodemus said unto him, how can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter a second time into his mother's room and be born? Jesus answered, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, Except a man is born of the water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. Guys, that pretty much lays it out flat, don't it? That pretty much just said, uh, Except you're born again of the water and of the Spirit. I know a lot of people say, well, when the baby's born, the water breaks and, and uh, uh, there's your water. And uh, the, he lets out that uh, cry when they, you know, slap that little booger on the, on the tail and, and make him squall. And that's the spirit coming in. Well, that's a great and a well and a nice little theory, except for five little letters. A-G-A-I-N. 
N again. You must be born again. Praise God. You got to be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sin. Praise God. You got to receive the Holy Ghost, the Spirit of God that will help us and give us the power to choose. And then once you have that power, like I say, I'm not no mindless robot, no child of God who is born again and uh, uh, living for God is a mindless robot. But we have the power to choose. I don't use profanity. But it don't mean I don't know the words. I mean, I'm a 60-year-old guy. I've heard all the words, believe me. And I know the phrases they're used in. But I choose not to go there. I choose not to do that stuff. I choose not to, you know... Uh, Give myself over to the lust of flesh and the lust of the eyes and the pride of life. Praise God. I choose not to. That's what prayer is all about. That's what fasting is all about. That's what learning what God's word in, in, uh, is all about. And, and, and having that in your life and allowing God to live in you and to control you and to be the dominant force in your life hallelujah praise god praise god over here in first corinthians the uh sixth chapter in the ninth verse first corinthians six and nine um now this is paul talking about and see this is he's talking to the church at corinth listen here Know ye not that the unrighteous shall not inherit the kingdom of God? Be not deceived, neither fornicators. Stan, see if this is uh, covering any of the bases that you asked me. Neither fornicators, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor effeminate. Okay, um, nor... Uh, abusers of themselves with mankind, nor thieves, nor covetous, nor drunkards, nor revilers, nor extortioners shall inherit the kingdom of God. That's pretty laid out. That's pretty straight, man. You have this question, can we? Look at this. It said they can't. But look at verse 11. This is the wonderful part. This is the great part. This is where we're allowed to be through the mercy and grace of God. And such were some of you. But ye are washed, but ye are sanctified, but ye are justified in the name of the Lord Jesus and by the Spirit of our God. Hallelujah. That's the wonderful thing about what God will do for you and how he will help you. All this, there are a couple things in this list I did before Jesus. And every one of us, it was a few things. I don't know, maybe more than a couple. I don't know. I'm not, you know, listing off. But it says, such were. You notice that past tense? You notice that word W-E-R-E? -E, were some of you? Praise God. That's what it's all about. That's the victory that God gives us through our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. But ye are washed. But ye are justified. But ye are sanctified. Hallelujah. That washing is a 
baptism in Jesus' name. It washes away your past. There's no, there's nothing special, nothing holy, nothing noble about the water. There's no such thing as holy water. You know what, man? You take old Grand River or or Mississippi or I don't know where everybody lives. Um, but you just take the dirty old water you want. But it's the name of Jesus that washes away your past and allows you to be clean in God's eyes. Praise God. Hallelujah. But you're washed, but you're sanctified. Sanctified means set apart. Sanctified means made separate unto God. But you're justified. Think about what that word justified means. It means made right. There's no longer anything between you and God. There's no longer any barrier, but you're justified. You're enabled to have the right to stand and come bef boldly before his throne and obtain anything that you need for him. I got a question here. I got an answer here. Uh, but isn't it just a judgment of how men will sin? It is informative view that sin is a choice that man makes and we all have the free will to decide to live with sin or we may live for Christ. Fatal? Okay, fatal. Amen. Um, isn't it a judgment of how men will sin? Amen. Uh, it's, it's, it's our nature. It's, it's what we are. Um, uh, it's, it's who we are. That's why Jesus loves us and he gives us the power. That's what getting this Holy Ghost is all about. It gives you the power to choose. And you may want not to do that before you have the Holy Ghost. You may want to uh, have the victory over that, but you don't have the power. Praise God. But like I say in Acts 1 and 8, but ye shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost is upon you. That is the, that is the, because the very God of glory will live in you and will be your comforter, will be your rest, will be your power to make that right choice. And like I say, we're not robots. Amen. If you don't want to listen to that Spirit of God, you can. I could go back anytime. I could do anything I want to do. But I realize the consequences and that sin will separate me from Jesus and sin will cause me to, uh, to not have that close fellowship that I want to have with him. And, uh, you know, the, uh, the Bible said, He that committeth sin is of the devil, 1 John 3 and 8. For this purpose the Son of God was manifested, he might destroy the works of the devil. Uh, the favorite verse uh, you hear all the time, Romans 6, 23, For the wages of sin is death. So you don't want, and that's not talking about, you know, uh, the graveyard down the corner with that little bit of mud on top of you. That's talking about eternal death. Going to hell, man. But and you don't want to go to hell. Nobody wants to go to hell. Hell wasn't even made for mankind. Hell was made for the devil and his angels. But if we follow Satan and his works and his will and follow his path, we will go to his place. Praise God. 
Praise God. Okay, uh, Fatal, I appreciate your input there, buddy. I do appreciate your input. Okay, back to Stan's question. Uh, we got another scripture for you here, Stan. Uh, excuse me, guys. 1 Corinthians, 2 Corinthians, sorry, 2 Corinthians, the 6th chapter. You're going to like this, guys. 2 Corinthians 6, we're going to start in verse 14. 2 Corinthians 6 and 14. Be ye not unequally yoked together with unbelievers. For what fellowship hath righteousness with unrighteousness, and what communion hath light with darkness? Now, this is not saying you got to be out and go live up on a mountain somewhere and be a monk, you know, and and, and wear uh, scratchy uh, burlap sacks all the time and, and, and be a miserable hermit, you know. No, 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 we're in this world. We got to occupy in this world. But you can keep yourself separate unto God. A, a, a true Christian is not someone who walks around, is me, you know, never smiles. I mean, he's grumpy all the time. Uh, you know, uh, I'm I'm not doing anything I want to do. You know, uh, no, that's not a Christian. A Christian is someone who has the peace and joy and love of God in their hearts. And like I say, if, if they don't like it that you're not joining them in their um, uh, sensual, in their lustful, and their evil things they're doing. They didn't care for you to start with. Anybody that cares for you, anybody that is your true friend, will be glad to see you living for God. Praise God. Uh, verse 15. And what concord hath Christ with Belial? That was a um, one of the old pagan idols in the Old Testament. It basically is, is a, a, a term that is synonymous with uh, uh, idol worship or, or, or anything against God, false God worship, okay? Uh, and what part hath he that believeth with an infidel? And what agreement hath the temple of God with idols? In other words, stay away from that stuff. A lot of that stuff... Uh, the, the 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 porno and and, and the sexual sins of the world and uh, uh, lies and the violence and, and you know I can say that we're surrounded by that stuff. I mean it's everywhere, man. You can't even turn on the evening news without getting overload from that stuff. And and you know, some of this stuff is it's just uh, uh, amusement. It's just you know these uh the, the false the make-believe worlds people go into and like some of these video games and stuff that's just entertainment's all that is you know but i mean people who are really uh if there are people who are taken by it like i say some of the kids in columbine and some of that take some of that world and transfer it and take a gun to school and go shoot up i mean that's where the danger is hallelujah for year of the temple now I've got to get back to where I was. Verse 16. For ye are the temple of the living God. As God has said, I will dwell in them. Isn't that wonderful? And walk in them. I will be their God and they shall be my people. Now check this out, Stan. Check this. Verse 17. Wherefore, come out from among them and be ye separate saith the lord and touch not the unclean thing and i will receive you and will be a father unto you and ye shall be my sons and daughters saith the lord almighty verse 
1 of chapter 7. Having therefore these promises, dearly beloved, let us cleanse ourselves from all filthiness of the flesh and spirit, perfecting holiness in the fear of God. See, guys, it's up to you. You can do this. Like I say, salvation, eternity with God is very simple. <laughs> I'm a simple guy, so I break things down to the simplest terms. I really do. If you want to go to heaven, get right with God, stay right with God. Period. It's simple. Get right, stay right. If you want to be part of God's heaven because the devil is evil the devil has his place god has a place prepared for those who serve him so if you want to be right with god get right stay right god did all the hard stuff made a way so you could be free from sin not only uh, made a way so you can get your sins put behind you made a way so you'd have the power to not go there anymore that's baptism in jesus name got the holy ghost then live for him Live for Him. You can do this. You can do this. God made a way so you can do this. Let me show you a fine example because the Old Testament is full of types and shadows and, and uh, uh, things. You think it's bad now. Uh, Jesus told us in Matthew, the 24th chapter and the 37th verse. Matthew 24 and 37. But as the days of Noah were, so shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. All right. Now, we're talking about Noah. Uh, Genesis, the sixth chapter and the fifth verse. And you want to know why it's so bad? Because Jesus is just about to come back after his people. But I'm going to get back to this in a second. We're just about out of time here, guys. Okay, Genesis 6 and 5. Uh, and God saw the wickedness of man was great in the earth, and that every imagination of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. Man, ain't it like that now? I mean, all we see is lust and corruption and TV on newspapers and billboards on news uh, out in the streets man I tell you 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 got to be careful where you walk I mean you get shot raped or mugged I mean you know it don't matter I mean it, is, it seems like and there's still good people but as in the days of Noah so shall it be also in the days of the coming of the son of man praise God you want to know why it's so bad because this old world is wrapping up God's going to come down. It says, for the Lord himself, 1 Corinthians, I mean, 1 Thessalonians 4 and 16, for the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel, and with a trump of God. Hallelujah. Praise God. Jesus is coming back. And it's only going to get worse. It's only going to get worse. But it's up to us to live for him. Look at Noah. Look at Noah. Look at Noah. In verse 6, And it repented the Lord that he had made man on the earth, and it grieved him at his heart. And the Lord said, I will destroy man whom I have created from the face of the earth, both man and beast and creeping thing and fowls of the air, for it repented me that I have made him. But Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Noah 
was a man who lived for God. And Noah made it. Praise God. God gave him a way to escape. We all know the story. One of the you, little Bible story of kids. I'll, I'll teach it to y'all sometime if you don't know it. But it's Noah built an ark. Yes, it did happen. And I believe that may well be the ark they found over there in Turkey. I don't know. You know, it don't matter. But it's, it's he built an ark because God made a way. Praise God that Noah and his wife and his three sons and their wives were saved from the old corruption and seduction and lust and lasciviousness and evilness and hatred and violence that was in that world. Praise God. God destroyed it. God said, I'm sorry I made this mess. Amen. Noah made it. You can make it. Praise God. Just live for God. And God will make a way out for you. <laughs> you want to see a great little type and shadow? The Bible is full of types and shadows, you know. And a lot of people take the uh, the, the book of uh, Noah, I mean the story of Noah in, in Genesis, and uh, teach the rapture. Well, let me show you a little another uh, uh, perspective on the story of Noah. It's in 1 Peter the third chapter, First Peter. I'm sorry, this is kind of off the uh, off my cuff here. So, um, give me a second. First Peter three and twenty. First Peter three and twenty, which sometime were disobedient when once the long suffering of God waited in the days of Noah while the ark was a preparing wherein few, that is, eight souls, were saved by water. Now check this out. Check this out, guys. The like figure we unto, even baptism, doth now save us. Not the putting away of the filth of the flesh, but the answer of a good conscience toward God by the resurrection of Jesus Christ. The Bible is full of types and shadows, things that they acted out like all that tabernacle stuff in the Old Testament was a type and shadow of the church today. The type and shadow of Noah and the ark was how baptism, God made a way for Noah to survive through it and he washed this old world clean. When Noah and them got out of the ark after that year in that boat, this world was made clean, was made whole, was made fresh again. The same way for your life. When you come out of that water in Jesus' name, you arise to walk in the newness of life. Hallelujah. God has made a way that you can be free. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Over in Romans, the sixth chapter. I'm almost done, guys. I'm, almost, I'm wrapping her up here. And I hope Stan and Yogi, I hope I've answered these questions. And anybody else that has anything, I hope this is helping you. Romans 6, 16. Know ye not that to whom ye yield yourselves servants to obey, his servants ye are, to whom ye obey, whether of sin unto death or of obedience unto righteousness. Whoever ye yield yourself. That's why God has given us the power. He's given us the right to choose, Stan. He's given us the right to choose who we will obey, whether of sin unto death 
or a God unto righteousness. Praise God, praise God, praise God, praise God. Amen. Guys, God wants to help you. And Romans the 8th chapter and the 14th verse tells, For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the child of God. Be led by the Spirit. Receive the Spirit. Amen. Get your heart right. Check it out. They never baptize in any other way in the whole Bible other than Jesus' name. I know Matthew 28, 19 says, uh, uh, Go ye into all the world, teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. I know Jesus said that. But when you look at that, what does it say? He said, the name. Praise God. Father is not a name. I am a father, but my name is Ted. I am a son. My daddy's name was Thomas D. I am a spirit. Praise God. I'm living and breathing. Amen. I'm a spirit. of Who I am is housed in this old ugly, <laughs> ugly hunk of flesh that, I, that you got set before you. But my name is Ted Tarr. Praise God. Jesus is the name. The Bible said in Acts 4 and 12, there is no other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. The name Jesus will wash you past, will give you the right to live for him and serve him and the help that you need in choosing this life for God. But it's up to you. It's up to you. Check it out. I don't think I've said anything um, uh, out of order, and but you check out what I've said, and you and you go and you see, and if it if it you see what I'm saying, praise God, get you a Jesus name preacher, praise God, uh, uh, and and He'll baptize you. If I'm anywhere in your area, give me a holler on email, and I'll. I'll come and baptize you in Jesus' name. I've baptized many, many, many people. Praise God. If you're somewhere around the country, I understand we're all over. We're all over. Let me know. I'll find you a place to get baptized. Amen. Amen. You can receive the Holy Ghost anywhere you are. Just surrender. Allow God to sweep over you. You'll know you got the Holy Ghost because you'll speak in tongues just like they did in the book of Acts. Guys, I appreciate your time. I appreciate your input. I appreciate, amen, coming to be with us and on the cast today. And like I say, my email is rev uh, right up there, rev.tedtar at gmail.com. Um, my signal just went out here, Obi. Uh, rev.tedtar at gmail.com. It's right up there. Um, my Facebook is uh, bit.ly forward slash uh, Rev Ted Tar, and my uh, feed burner is uh, bit.ly uh, forward slash an apostolic outlook. Guys, I appreciate your input. I appreciate you joining me and helping me, and I hope I've said something. Amen. To uh, check in your Bible. I mean, check dig praise god search the scriptures jesus said for in them they are that which testify of me hallelujah the bible is true and god loves you and he will help you 
and he will do everything, praise God, you need to live and spend eternity in heaven with him. Amen, amen. We're going to close, praise God, with our favorite scripture over in Psalms, the 19th chapter and the 14th verse. Psalms 19 and 14. Praise God. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. In Jesus' name, guys, I hope to see you again real soon. Be in touch. Praise God. Pray for me, and I love you. Bye now. Lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.